May God speak to you through today's message from Pastors Adam Junglet and Mike McGowan. Good morning, everybody. Man, happy new year. Go Texans. I mean, it's just what a, what, a, what a great weekend. What a great day. My name's Adam Junglet. I'm the membership and ministry pastor here at the park. And I'm really glad you're here, especially if you're a newcomer. Today's one of those Sundays where if you're new, if you've been looking around here a handful of times, today's going to feel a little bit different, but I'm glad you're here because you're going to get to see a little bit different side of our church. Today, we're going to be talking about values and things that we hold very dear and important here at Parkway Fellowship. And so you're going to get a little inside look, um, a little deeper look than you normally would uh, just regularly attending church. And so I'm really glad you're here, but I want to start off with a story. It was in October of 2002. Robin and I had been married for a little over a year, a year and a half. And uh, some friends of ours came up to us and said, hey, like, let's get together this weekend. So great, nothing out of the ordinary. So we planned for them to come over late that upcoming Sunday night, have some dessert, hang out, just just friends. So they came on over and uh, we're sitting around like our kitchen table, living room area, and we're just talking. But I could kind of tell that something was a little bit different about this. Like there was an ulterior motive to them coming over. It wasn't just, hey, let's hang out. Like they had an agenda. And it was a little bit after that, that, uh, that he, he started talking about, about this idea that, that God had put on him to start a purpose-driven church here in our community that would effectively reach 10% of the community. And a lot of y'all kind of see where this is going. And it was about that point that Mike McGowan pulled out this proposal right here. <laughs> this proposal. And began to tell Robin and I, he had one for me and one for Robin, slid it across the table. Um, and began to tell Robin and I about the future Parkway Fellowship. He began to tell us about what God had put on his heart in this new church that God wanted to plan in our area. And all the things that, you know, God wanted to accomplish. And I got to be honest with you, I was pumped. I was really pumped really excited. And I, not only did I want to join, but like I wanted to attend that church like the upcoming Sunday. I was really excited about it. And so for the rest of the night, Mike and his wife, Amy, just shared with Robin and I about their dreams, goals, and visions, and everything that God had shown them in the story leading them up to this point of planning the park. And so they had talked for a while. It was kind of wrapping up. And I just said, hey, well, Robin and I will talk about it, and we'll let you know. And I could see in their eyes that they were bummed. Like they wanted an answer right there on the spot. And so like we walked to the front door and, you know, they left. And as soon as I closed the door, I turned to Robin and I was like, are you in? She's like, oh, I'm in. I was like, oh yeah, me too. Totally. Like we were in awesome. And then hold up, oh, hold no, up, no, no, I'm not done. Yeah. Robin's like, Robin's like, hey, no, no, no. we, you should go tell them they're in the front yard. Like they're in the front yard. Shouldn't you go tell them? And so I said, no, like we have to look spiritual and act like we prayed about this. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't tell him. Okay. So unbeknownst to me, I mean, I walk out and I walk out. I'm like, I could have swore that was going to be a sure thing. I mean, I I mean, I walk out to the car. I mean, I did their wedding for heaven's sake. I mean, I thought if anybody's going to join this church, it's going to be Robin and Adam. And the whole time I'm doing the presentation, I'm like, oh, I'm selling it. I mean, as good as I can. Okay. And they're they're just looking at me going, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like they're considering like not buying a vacuum cleaner. I mean, it was just, it was, it was awful. So anyway, so we, anyway, when they did commit, I thought, I walked out of the car, and Amy was like, are you okay? I'm like, well, 
I mean, I think so. And so we get in the car, and I, we just, we're sitting in the car. And I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> I'm not starting it, because, you know, my luck, it's not even going to start. But I'm sitting there thinking, this starting a church is going to be a lot harder than I thought. Because if our good friends aren't even willing to commit, like, this thing is going to be off to a rough go. So anyway. You done? Yeah, okay, I'm done. You done? I'm fine. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so. I wound up calling them a few days later. I know, days. Like, how harsh is that now? <laughs> Looking back and knowing. Called them back, and I was like, hey, we're in. We're absolutely in. And uh, it was really exciting. It was a lot of fun. It was a very exciting time. Our little team getting together. There were 23 adults, 24 kids. And we were starting off. We were starting off to just conquer this community and plant, and plant a church. I look back and I think, I forget all the time that I was a member here before I was a pastor. Those were the good old days. Being a member, it was a lot of fun. And it was a really neat season for Robin and I. Look, we've all been a part of starting something. We've all been a part of a new, exciting journey. Remember college? Those four, well, five, six years. Maybe, maybe for you it's the journey of getting married. How exciting that was starting off. Maybe starting a company, a business venture, partnership. Maybe the journey of parenthood. Look, whenever we start those journeys, we we think we have an idea of what it's going to take. We have an idea of this is what it's going to take to accomplish this new exciting season and journey that we're on in life. But looking back, we had no clue. That's kind of where we were as a little church plant. None of us had ever been a part of a church plant. Now, Mike had a fantastic vision and goals and plans and all this stuff. And but he has this on this last page talking about the structure. And, you know, I'll tell you, a lot of this is exactly what Parkway Fellowship looks like. But at the bottom, there was a part, a part of this that spoke to me then and it still speaks to me now. Mike's talking about the, the very the practical things of what Parkway Fellowship is going to look like. He has name of the church, question mark. Where are we going to meet, question mark. When are we going to meet, question mark. What do we do now, question mark. Permanent buildings, when, question mark. But then he ends it with this. It's going to take commitment. Boy, how true that is. It was going to take commitment. And we knew that. We knew after we made this decision to help start Parkway Fellowship that everything was going to look different for us. This was a commitment that we had to make that affected everything. We had to commit our energy. We had to commit finances. We had to commit abilities. We had to commit our priorities and our schedule. Everything we had had to be fully committed to this church plant. Because if we didn't, Parkway Fellowship wouldn't have made it. If we weren't fully committed, Parkway Fellowship would have just been a statistic of a church that opened its doors only to close them a short time after that. Look, that was over a decade ago. Man, things have changed. And we've grown a lot. In our very first services, we were averaging about 75 people total. Adults and kids, everybody coming. Now, it's over 2,000. We started off, uh, when we launched small groups, we had three. After this spring semester shakes out, we'll have over 100. Yeah. When we started our student ministry, three kids. 
Now on Sundays, they've got like 285-ish. I mean, growth is awesome, and it's a lot of fun, but it comes with a whole new set of challenges. You see, before, Parkwood Fellowship was in danger of not making it. Look, that's not danger anymore. We're not going anywhere. The doors aren't closing. Parkwood Fellowship's here. But there are still very real and present dangers for us as a church. There's the danger of becoming ineffective. There's the danger of becoming stale, more concerned with ourselves than the community around us. There's a danger of being satisfied with everything that we've accomplished and just stop reaching new people. There's a very real danger that we will become complacent in our relationship with Jesus Christ and that we won't really care anymore about life change. There's a very real danger of us becoming okay with sin. Those are all dangers that exist right now at Parkway Fellowship. But you know what keeps us healthy? You know what keeps those dangers far away? It's our members. Now, look, you can go all super spiritual on me and say it's God's spirit. God's spirit's the one that keeps us healthy. And yes, you're right. However, who says that God's spirit has to use Parkway Fellowship to accomplish his purposes in our community? He doesn't. He can use anything. He doesn't have to use the park. But God chooses to use the park because the park is filled with members who desire to be obedient to him and his purposes here. It's our members. And it's the commitment. It's the commitment that takes place here at Parkway Fellowship that keeps those dangers far away. Now look, this is the time of year when everybody's making new commitments. I mean, Facebook's filled with them. And it's a great time for us as a church to look at those commitments that we hold so dear, those values and those ideals that all of us as members have committed to already. And just take a look at it. But before we do, I want us to look at another church plant. I want us to look at another church plant in the Bible. It's in Acts chapter 2. Before we get into it, just give you a little, uh, little background leading up. Jesus died, buried, risen again. He came back, showed himself, and now he's up in heaven. And the little bit of followers that Jesus had at the time, they're off. They're off to start a church. They're off to spread the name of Jesus Christ. And so their senior pastor, Peter, let's say, Peter, is, he's their senior pastor. He delivers his very first sermon to the people of Jerusalem in Acts chapter 2. And I want us to pick up in 41. It's the very end of his sermon. The very end of his sermon. It says, those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Time out. That's good church growth. Just to let you know, to go from you know, the teens to 3,000 after one sermon. I'm sorry that Mike, Ryan, and I aren't that good. So keep going in 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I read that passage often. It's really, really encouraging to me. I see the commitment that it took by that small 
small group of people getting started, the commitment that it must have taken from the 3,000. And I see a lot of our church. I see a lot of our church in that passage. Look, for us at Parkway Fellowship, to make sure that we continue to grow closer to Christ, to continue that we grow to reach this community, there's three commitments that we have to make to stay on the path. There's three commitments that we have to make to fully commit to Christ and to the Parkway Fellowship family. And here's the first one. The first one is a one and a one A. Here's your first point. I must become a member by taking class 101, discovering church membership. And one A, I must renew my membership to Parkway Fellowship. Look, for those of you that are in the room and you haven't joined, join. It's that simple. Look, it's time to join. And you join by taking class 101. It's a class that we have, meets once a month, Sunday afternoon, Discovering Church Membership. Mike and I teach it. Mike's part's amazing. You'll absolutely love it. It's fantastic. Look, for those of you that are already members, it's time to renew your commitment. Look what it says. Look what it says in verse 42. Oh, I, I reprinted it in there for you. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. Circle the word the for me. And to the breaking of bread and to prayer. You see, the presence of the definite article V, it signifies that this was not just any group. This wasn't a group of people that got together to watch the weekend chariot races. This wasn't a group of people that got together to talk about the latest fashion of togas. This was the fellowship of those who believed. You were in or you weren't. The fellowship. Were you committed to the group or weren't you? See, there's a big difference between I go to Parkway Fellowship and I am a member of Parkway Fellowship. The difference is commitment. Are you in the fellowship or are you not? This isn't just any regular group. Look, it's like dating and marriage. Both of them are relationships, but one of them has a whole lot more commitment attached to it. You were in or you weren't. And what it boils down to is commitment. Look, we have a time. We we handle our membership very differently here at the park than most churches do. We have a time of membership renewal. We just commit and we renew our commitments that we've previously made to God, to this church, and to each other. Look, going back to the marriage It's like renewing your vows. When you renew your vows, you're basically renewing commitment to commitments you already made a long time ago. It's nothing new. It's just a time to say that, listen, this is what I hold to be of the utmost priority. Because life has a way of just pushing back the things that are the most important. And they get lost in the shuffle of schedules and calendars. And it's a time when you renew your marriage vows to say, look, this is what I hold dear. It's a great thing. It's absolutely wonderful. That's what we do here with our membership. We take time every year at the beginning of the year to say, look, this is what we're committed to. We're not going to let the world overshadow the things that are most important to us. Today, we're starting our membership renewal. You'll be able to renew your membership at the very end on your connection card through the next steps. And if you're not a member here, I want you to be. 
I absolutely want you to be. And you'll be able to do that too and sign up for our next class 101 at the end of the message. But there's a second thing. There's a second commitment that we've got to make. And the second commitment, and I'm sure some of you already have it filled in. I must join a small group this spring. I must join a small group this spring. Yeah, I know like half of y'all saw it coming. And I know for the vast majority of you, like, it's like, well, of course I'm going to join a small group. Like, it's not even an option. Here, boy, go on, humor me for a second. Raise your hand if you've ever been a part or your kids have been a part of a small group here at the park. Just raise your hand. Yeah, look around. It's pretty much everybody. I know. It's an absolute given here at Parkway Fellowship. But look at what it says. I reprinted verses 46 and 47 in there for you. It says, they broke bread in their homes. Circle in their homes for me. And they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. But this is what I love about this passage right here. Look, there is no way that the small group of Christ followers that started this church could have taken care of the 3,000. No way. It couldn't have happened. I mean, they went from in the teens to 3,000 just like that. You know what they had as a church? Well, they had not really a structure. They, they really didn't have a plan. They really didn't have a place to meet. They really didn't know what they were doing. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like, what's the name of our church going to be? Yeah, we have no idea, but we have 3,000 people. Where are we going to meet? I don't know. We got 3,000 people. When? Yeah, I have no clue. What do we do now? I don't know. We just hung out with Jesus for a while. He didn't teach us this. Permanent buildings when? It takes a lot to build a building back then for 3,000 people. But it's going to take commitment. You know it did. You know it took commitment. And not, and not just a commitment by those that started, but it took a commitment by all 3,000 of them. Look, there's no way that they were all cared for by the little group that walked with Christ for three years. Look, there's no way that here at the park, the nine pastors that we have here can take care of everybody. It's impossible. So what do we do? We do the same thing the church of Jerusalem did. They had small groups, met in homes. That's, that was their fallback plan. Their fallback plans, there's no way for us to do this. So look, y'all get together in homes and in small groups, y'all take care of each other. Okay, cool. And then we'll check on y'all just to make sure all the small groups are okay. That's what we do here at the park. We do exactly what they did. And look, for members here at Park and Fellowship, small group's not an option. You have to be in a small group. I mean, if our members are what make Parkway Fellowship a great, healthy, effective church, then small groups are a must. You have to be a part of one. And look, small groups are crucial because small groups, when you boil it down to its most basic deal, small groups are where your needs are met. Small groups are where the need for you to learn more about the Bible, it's met in a small group. The need for you to learn more about whatever stage of life you're in, of parenting, of marriage, of business, of help, of friends, that's all met in your small group. The needs that you have that are going to come up this spring of, oh my goodness, our washer and dryer just went out. Uh, We need food. Somebody's in the hospital. We need help carpooling. Those needs are met in a small group. And the need that we all have and the desire to help other people in need, well, that's what you do in your small group. Look, we have small groups here at the park and believe so firmly in them that they start in preschool. Your whole family needs to be a part of a small group. I mean, all the small groups are listed in this catalog. Right here. 
Now, look, I know you're busy. That's why our small groups take a break. And our small groups haven't met since the, beginning, uh, since the middle of December. Now, our kids and our students, their small groups start this coming Wednesday, but adult small groups don't start until the week of January 27th. Look, we get it that life's busy. That's why we have breaks. Your small group's going to start. It's going to run for about 14 weeks, and then you're going to take a break. Look, for the vast majority of you in here, I know that sign up for a small group is a given. That you're going to, it really wasn't even a question. But look, real quick, for the, for the small number of you in here that are considering not signing up, or maybe taking this semester off. Look, let me ask you a question. What are you committed to? Because when you boil it down to its most basic deal, your actions prove what your commitments are. What are you committed to that's preventing you from being fully committed to Christ and his church through the park? Look, I can't encourage you enough to sign up for a small group. The reason that the majority of people in this room, it's a given that they're going to sign up for a small group is because they've seen the blessing that's been a part of it. Look, I'm signing up for a small group. I sign up for multiple small groups every semester. It's just what I do. It's a given because I see the blessing. And as a member of the park, I know that it's absolutely crucial. All right, for the third point. Pastor Mike wanted to steal a little bit of glory in this awesome, amazing sermon. (laughs) And he wanted to come out and preach it. Here, let me fix this for you. Thank you. Yes. Did you like that? Did you like that right there? That was good, wasn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) What's really sad was, is I was going to do that anyway. (laughs) I, I wanted to come out and preach this third point because the truth is, I've been working on this for more, almost two years now. And so the third thing that you got to do if, uh, to be committed is this. I must take class 201. Yeah, some of you know. Yeah, you got to take class 201. Uh, 201 is the follow-up to our membership class, which is class 101. But class 201 is about discovering spiritual maturity. Um, like I said, I've been working on this class for almost two years now, uh, rewriting it, just retooling the whole thing. It is finally finished. It is filmed, and it will go live online Wednesday of this week. Wednesday. Yeah, you can applaud for that. That's good. Please. Applaud for it. I need it. Yes, come on. Okay, good. Um, It's going to go live online Wednesday this week, and it's really going to be a great class. Look at this next verse. Uh, Acts 2.42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. I want you to underline that first part of it. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now, for these 3,000 people in this new church, like just being a part of the fellowship, that was just the starting point. But it's not where they ended. They devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles because they wanted to learn as much as they could about how to grow spiritually. They wanted to learn as much as they could about how to follow Christ and about this relationship they could finally have with God through the person of Christ. And so they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. I mean, don't you wish your kids would devote themselves to your teaching like these people devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching? I mean, wouldn't that be great? And likewise... As Christ followers, we are supposed to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. Now, the apostles' teaching is laid out clearly in the Bible. It's not my teaching, okay? It's the apostles' teaching. But 
in class 201, which is the follow-up to class 101. So you got to take 101 first, then you move to 201. In class 201, I teach you the four habits necessary that the apostles told us are necessary for spiritual growth. Okay? It's the habit of studying the Bible. It's the habit of developing a daily time alone with God. The habit of tithing. And then the habit of fellowship. And in class 201, it's broken up into four very short segments. I pick each one of these headings and I, I teach it. And I teach you what the apostles said about it. And then I talk about how you can apply it to your life. So I talk to you very specifically about how you can crack open the Bible and really study it so that you get something out of it each and every time you read it. I talked to you about how to have a daily time alone with God where you really get something out of it, where you develop that, me- that meaningful relationship. I tell you about how I do my own personal devotion time. We talk about the habit of tithing and how you, how you systematically go about doing that and why that is so pivotal for your own spiritual development. We talk about the importance of fellowship and the commitment to one another in a sense of community that you can have. We talk about all these things in class 201. Look, bottom line, these are the four habits necessary for spiritual growth. And to have a closer relationship with God, you've got to be committed to all four. And so, if you're a committed Christ follower, this class is a must. Look, I, I took our entire staff through this class to get their feedback. I'm telling you, it was a really great time for all of us as a staff to, you know, look at these four habits in our own personal lives and reevaluate them. Because, look, here's the thing. When church gets big, the temptation is to think, that, oh, well, you know what, things, this place is so big, things here just happen automatically. That's not true. They don't. No matter how big a church is, things never happen automatically. They only happen because individual people are committed to doing the things it takes to follow Christ. Individual people are committed to reaching the lost at any cost and growing them to maturity. So will you be a committed person, committed to following Christ in 2013? Will you be one of those committed people that God can depend on to advance his kingdom? Will you be committed to, you know, doing the things that Adam and I have talked about today? Would you be committed to renewing your commitment here at Parker Fellowship as a member or taking Class 101 and becoming a member? Will you be committed by joining a small group this spring semester? Will you be committed by taking Class 201 and developing these four habits in you that it's going to take to grow closer to Christ and stay closer to Him? Because look... It takes commitment. It always has. And it always will. That has never changed. So here's what you do. Pull out your connection card. I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. And I want you to make the commitments that you are willing to make today based on what Christ is inspiring you to do. Maybe it's this first one. To become a member at the park by taking class 101, discovering church membership on Sunday, January 27th. We'll have that class that afternoon. Adam and I will teach it. Now look, if you already know you're busy that Sunday, that's fine. But you want to take the class, go ahead and check the box 
and we will send you the dates for the next three classes, and you can pick from those three dates. We have all the dates for the year already set. So whether you're, you're going to take it the 27th or a later date, if you know you're going to take the class, check that box, and we'll get that firmed up with you. Uh, next one. Having already, this is for people who have already taken the class. Having already taken Class 101 and having read through the membership commitment included in the worship guide, just read through that. It's the same commitment at Class 101. I would like to renew my membership at Parkway Fellowship for 2013. If you're already a member, you want to renew, check that. Make sure, again, make sure all your information is on the front of the card so we can double-check everything. Next. Sign me up for an adult small group this spring semester. You'll notice in the catalog that there's codes by every small group. Write the code down of the small group that you're going to join. Now listen, if you, well, I'll explain this other part in a second. Next one. Sign my kids or students up for a small group on Wednesday nights this spring semester. We need you to write the name of your child and the code of the group you're signing up for. Now listen, if your kids are already in a small group, we're already in one this last fall, you do not need to re-sign your children up or students up. They're automatically re-enrolled for the spring semester. If you haven't, then do that. We have over 300 children and over 200 teenagers involved in small group every single week. 500 plus. You need to make sure yours are part of it as well. Next, I will sign up for a small group online this week. Look, if, if the catalog, you just, you just don't know, you need time to think about it, it's fine. Take the catalog, think about it. Uh, online registration will go live on Wednesday of this week. If you check this box, we will send you a link to that online registration. You can sign up anytime after that. I will say, though, that by then, there will be some small groups that will already be closed. So if you're going to sign up for a small group and you, you, you already know, i got to get in that one, do it today in the service. Um, next, send me the link to take class 201, Discovering Spiritual Maturity, online. Like I said, you could take it. It's four easy sessions. You could take a session, take a break, come back, you know, later that day or later in a few days to take the next one. Um, so it, it's that kind of format. So I'll send you the link if you'll check that box. All right, the last one. I want to become a Christ follower for the first time today. Look, maybe this is a decision you've been thinking about for a while. If you've never, if you've never taken that step to become a Christ follower yourself, Take that step today. There's a sample prayer at the bottom of your message notes. If you've never prayed that prayer to become a Christ follower, do that right now. But make sure you check this box because I want to send you some information uh, in the mail. I also want you to pick up a new believer packet. It's on a table before you walk outside to each of these doors. Just grab one on your way out today. Let me pray for you as Pat and the worship team come back up. Father, I thank you for the fact that, God, that it's always taking commitment. It always takes taking commitment to follow you. It's always taking commitment to um, be counted among your followers. It took commitment way back in that first church, and it takes commitment in every church today. And so I ask that you'd help all of us in this room to be committed. Not just committed to small groups or to the park. God, that we're committed to you. Committed to, the, to doing what it takes to reach our world Committed to doing what it takes to grow in our relationship with you. Committed to do what it takes to reflect your glory in our lives. So help us to take steps of commitment this year. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app, for access to the most recent messages 
video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.